The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Everybody, welcome to yet another session here at the KickPod Dojo. I'm your host slash sensei TJ Williams, giving you the insider of my martial arts journey, discussing and analyzing certain martial arts-based subjects, and highlighting world-renowned martial artists, past, present, and future. All right, before I kind of get this episode going, you know, I want to discuss something really serious about um a situation out there. You know, definitely where I'm from. You know, I definitely hear terrible things on the news you know car accidents shootings stabbings all that but one thing that kind of gets my um kind of gets to me is when the when situation evolves children it's all kids you know one thing that you want to do when it comes to me teaching you know i always look out for the safety for these kids you know it's that's my responsibility as a instructor you know really the well-being of these kids to make sure that they're not hurting themselves as well as hurting other kids and the one thing that i have to tell people no it's not my place to tell parents how to raise their children you know but one thing i gotta say is you know when you're out in public you know you always want to create a good image for your kids and you want to be that parent that really creates that good that good attitude or yeah the well good example for your kids you know especially if you're driving <clears throat> you know one thing is you don't want to be that person that drinks and drives or texts while they're driving you know you got you got a kid in in the car with you one thing you want to do not do is endanger the lives of that child i mean one thing it's just it just gets to me a lot i mean i want to make sure these kids are safe when i'm teaching them and you know make sure they're doing everything that they need to do right you know it just bothers me you know just thinking about you know i care about these kids future you know i really am on them about their techniques about what they what they're taught i mean i want everything to be done right and in perfect condition all right so just kind of get that out of the way you know definitely you got um of course we're in going into june and the weather is rising to its peak you know right now i love hot weather you know i'm a sucker for it you know a lot of people are not a fan of warm hot weather but you know for me the more hotter, the more hotter i get the more energy i get you know that's how it is i mean i'm basically that's my energy getting energy from the sun but you know i hate winter you know, it's just, when it get cold, you know, I get weak. You know, that's like kryptonite right there. But, you know, with the sun out there, you know, if I'm out there for a run, I'm going long distance in hot weather. You know, I'm not losing energy. You know, people may think I'm crazy, but, you know, that's how I am. I was built to, to really take the sun. All right. 
Okay, so for this week, um, I'm going back to doing versus battles. You know, the last versus battles I did, I took two Van Damme movies that are similar together. You know, I, I was discussing like the the differences, the similar similarities and differences, the likes and dislikes of the movie. You know, really, and kind of like the whole concept of like the both movies adventure. You know, for definitely for Van Damme, you know, I definitely love Van Damme, you know, but for this episode, I'm doing another versus battle, alright, so I'm doing a versus battle with Enter the Dragon versus Mortal Kombat, of course, yeah, so it's basically another tournament type um, versus battle, you know, you got, of course, the first versus battle was Van Damme and Van Damme movies, you got, um, of course, the Quest versus Bloodsport, both tournament movies, you know, but yeah, you got the only difference with this one. You got, of course, you got pro high profile martial arts tournaments, but yet you got one that's pretty much one with the, that would imitate a tournament that you would actually go to versus a mythical tournament that um you would like you would use magical powers or it's it's basically. You would like fight for the fate of the world versus just fighting for your honor. I mean, I mean, that's kind of that's kind of like a weird thing. Like, really, uh, how often would you fight for the fate of the world? I mean, if, if that really existed. <laughs> All right. So definitely the storyline of this. You got Bruce Lee enter the tournament to gather evidence. Well, this is I'm talking about enter the dragon. You know, he's gathering evidence of a crime lord named Han who's like he thinks who's involved in drug trafficking and prostitution and all as well his abandoned avenging his sister's death and of course the honor of his temple all right so the storyline is that you got um of course a bad student a student going bad doing his own thing and of course definitely <clears throat> he wants to really restore honor to his Shaolin temple and of course, you got Mortal Kombat. You got Liu Kang entering the Mortal Kombat tournament only at the interest of avenging his brother's death and not for the fate of the world. I mean, yeah, definitely. I'm definitely a sucker for Mortal Kombat. I know mean, I said it many times. You know, you got this video game turned into a movie, but you know, things are kind of twisted a little bit or at least twerked because uh, you don't want to follow the same storyline well, you want to kind of follow the same storyline of the the video game, but yet kind of make it your own personal thing, just to kind of get viewers to think that this, well, you know, this, the movie is different than the actual story. All right, kind of analyzing like turn, entering tournaments and um, competition. I mean, there's three main reasons why you would enter a tournament or even compete in a tournament. It's like one. You know, you want to build yourself, build yourself as an individual. You know, you see yourself as something that, um, you know, see yourself as some something that, you know, you're not always out there. You know, you want to be well recognized and really show what you can, what you're doing, what you, what you can do. You know, for me, you know, I wasn't very big on going in tournaments, but, you know, I see it was an act of envy. When it comes to tournaments, you know, I see my friends competing, you know, like, why not give it a shot? I may 
win or may lose. But, you know, when you go to these tournaments, you're dealing with experienced hunters. I mean, people that really, like, train all year round to be the best. And yet, you go against them thinking that you're going to get past them. But no way. Especially when you're doing sparring. Sparring, you know, if you're not a good at sparring, expect to be that deer to get hunted down. And, you know, definitely some people, they don't care. They don't care if they beat you up. You know, there's times that I got knocked out and I got my nose broke. Well, not broken, but bleeding. But, you know, I can, I'm there to take it. I'm there to compete. Yeah, that's the way it is. And then number two, that kind of, kind of evolves to what I was talking about. Becoming the best in the world. You know, training like all year round, like training for hours a day just to be ready for a tournament and you know definitely for the top people that are the best in the world you know they're doing tournaments every weekend almost like usually like usually 12 like three days three day weekend or even one day one day they're competing you know just to be like like to be the best and you know kind of like if you're out there doing like all this year round and yet not taking breaks, you know, it kind of takes a toll on your body. You know, one thing, you know, with all the martial arts training I do, you know, it kind of takes a toll on me because, you know, I'm training like hours a day and going either going twice or three times a week, you know, it's definitely as a black belt. But for one thing, either, either you get ready for a tournament or you get ready for your next promotion or your next test, you know, people are just... But, you know, if you want to be the best, then you have to really try to narrow down, nitpick, nitpick yourself your weakness. All right. So that's number two. Number three, just for the fun of it. You know, you're just out there. You know, you're out meeting and greeting people. You know, you see all these great martial artists. You want to know who they are or you want to learn from them. You know, I've kind of done that a lot of times, you know. No, because um competing in the tournament you know i became friends with a lot of people you know not only like from where i'm from but from where like from around the world you know that's why i like going to the international training conference or united fighter the united fight arts federation organization of course our convention oh yeah definitely i'm a, definitely a month away from doing that you know i can't wait for that you know definitely for one to see my UFAT family and to at least compete with um compete with my Tafas you know I still am working on that Tafakata and of course uh yes uh like I said before I'm up for an award that is just given out during like the award ceremony it's like uh you have um most inspirational instructor of the year school of the year so definitely I am up for most inspirational Cause, well, for one thing, you know, all the things I post on Instagram and Facebook, you know, me really trying to dig down deep and tell people that I am not here to give up. I'm here to win, though, even if I get laid off from my job and that um, and just keep going. You know, that's what I've done. It's been uh, been a year since I've got laid off for two months and then I got my that call back, you know, just thinking about that time. All right, so kind of getting off off subject here, but you know, getting back to this subject of the versus battle. 
of course, you know, that I'm going to talk about the difference being the difference in this, these movies, you know, of course, you got no supernatural power versus having natural powers. Of course, yeah. You know, Enter the Dragon, you got Bruce Lee using his skills as, or should I say Wing Chun, using his Wing Chun skills to fight in this tournament. Uh, yet, so, uh, and then you guys, you got Mortal Kombat, you know, you got these trained um, fighters, you know, you got them got trying to prove a point, and you got these other guys that are able to throw spears out of their hands. you having be able to throw ice out of their hands and be able to steal somebody's soul or shoot fire out of their mouth or acid all right so you're going against those type of people i mean you think about it you know it's kind of a unfair advantage you know if you're using your like supernatural power to fight you know that'd be a cowardly but yet uh but yet, you know, I don't rely on supernatural powers. I'm worried about the skills I learned. Of course, and then, of course, uh, the only difference being you got Enter the Dragon being criticized as a James Bond-type movie. Like, martial arts movie. If you, when you think about it, if you actually watch this movie, yeah, it's kind of like a James Bond-type movie. You got Bruce Lee going in as a agent, secret agent. But he's, well, in that all actuality, he's not a secret agent. He's just a... Uh, He's just a martial arts enter a tournament and he's asked by um it's like Interpol to enter this tournament. And of course you got Mortal Kombat based on a video game. Alright, so basically you based it on a video game of um skill competition. Right. Everybody has their reasons of entering the tournament. Alright, so definitely definitely you got when you got these um versus battle or definitely you got these two movies, you got a lot of lessons learned. Of course, in Enter the Dragon, you know, Bruce Lee learns that like he learns from his master, the enemy has only images and illusions behind which he hides his true motives. Destroy the image and you will break the enemy. So definitely he learns that from the beginning. You have Bruce Lee, a skilled, well, in the movie, you have him as a skilled martial artist as well as a teacher. And you see him in the beginning after talking to uh, the inspector, or should I say Interpol agent, trying to talk them into, like, entering the tournament to really get evidence from Han. His student approaches. student approaches. And he kind of gives them a lesson on emotional content. You know, emotional content, you know, you want to be not angry. You want to be really focused on your not only like defeating your opponent, but guiding your technique to your target with like purpose. You want your you want everything that you do in martial arts to have purpose. And that if you just do everything everything with anger then you kind of miss out on the like the like he says you know don't concentrate on the finger or you miss all that heavenly glory i mean 
your your finger is guiding well that's what that's what he means like you want think you want to feel you want to guide your finger to the target or you want to guide your well look at this way you throw a technique and you don't look at the you don't think of the target you don't look at the target you're just throwing a technique you know that's just you're missing all the heavenly glory all right you want to be able to be focused on the target or should say don't focus on the technique focus on the target or focus on guiding that technique to target you know i'm trying to think of a better way to say it but you know definitely and yet here you got mortal combat you got all these lessons learned you got three wonderful fighters you got luke kane fear your own destiny you know the fact that he feels like he's responsible for his brother's death and you got sonya being afraid to trust and you know not admitting that you need help sometimes and you got johnny cage fearing that he's a fake and yet he go goes to any fight to prove that he's not but he does it foolishly so lessons learned and also you got luke kane learning that he's gonna face three challenges when he goes into the when he goes to face shang sung so really one thing you have all these different guides to really be a better martial artist you know i always tell these kids like about building a house i use that term a lot you know, the more times I use it, the more these kids will understand. You're building a house when you're when you're in martial arts training. You're building your house. You want to make sure your house has a strong base. That's the most important thing when you're building the house. So really, for all these fighters, for everything that you, for all these um fighters in these movies, you know, you're building your your base. And the one thing that makes your base weak. Is like your is your fear is your fears is like really you got Bruce Lee I mean learn about images you know his fear like really in, in the movie so I'll discuss that later but kind of going on to the combatants you know you got a good um, cast here you got Bruce Lee John Saxon Jim Kelly Bob Wall Peter Archer Bolo Young, I mean, you could I consider him the Goro of the movie, and you got Shi Qian, play who plays Hans, of course, and of course you got Mortal Kombat, you got uh, Robin Shu, uh, Lyndon Asby, uh, Bridget Wilson, the you got Tell 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 Talisa, you got Talisa Sol Soto, man. I wish I didn't fall asleep. Mm. There we go. A little water helps. You got I got Travis Gadar play Kano. You got Carl Haro's Yuki Tagarwa. Tagarwa. Yeah, I hope I said that right. Shang Tsung, and of course you got Christopher Limber as Raiden. Alright, so I want to talk about, like, Bruce Lee's purpose versus Luke Kang's purpose of the tournament. I mean, you know, the like and dislike about it. Of course, you got Bruce Lee's main purpose. I guess, for one, his main purpose, he wanted to avenge his, his um, sister's death. 
because that kind of went first. Of course, in the beginning of the movie, I mean, I think he would. I think he refused to take the offer that he wanted to go to um, Hans Island to compete in the tournament. But you know, for one thing, he also learned from, I think, I think from his father that um, his sister, his sister um, was murdered, or should say, she was killed in that. Um, I think in Hong Kong. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. I think, it, and then of course, yeah, he learned about that. And then it's like that's his purpose of going to this tournament is like really, really go at his um at his sister's wishes, really bringing honor to his sister as well as the temple. You know, really, that's what he wanted to do. And of course, you got Luke Kane's purpose, and yeah, avenge his brother's death. But yet, he learns. In the in the turn in the movies that he's no every man is responsible for his own destiny, you know, he pretty much outgrew the outgrew that he was responsible, that you know that's how it is, you know, you're you're everybody's responsible for their own training, you know. I always tell that those to students, you know, don't worry about what everybody else is doing, you know, you're here for your own journey. You know, we're doing things together, but you have your own purpose. Don't worry about what everybody else do, doing. If somebody's doing something wrong or doing something that they shouldn't be doing, don't join them. You know, you know, you're making you're putting yourself in more in more trouble than the person that's doing it. You know, always be responsible for what you're doing. You know, don't worry about the person, you know. That's just a distraction, you know. Somebody else's destiny distracting you to achieve your goal. You know, you deserve to be held back. You know, don't hold yourself back because of somebody else's destiny. You know, that's called envy. You know, if you're envious of somebody else's destiny, then you're gonna be held back every time. You know, always focus on your own training. All right, so definitely you got those two purposes. Yeah, the fight scenes. All right, so I'm going to talk about the likes and dislikes. So the likes, so one fight scenes that I like about um, Enter the Dragon, of course, you got Bruce Lee versus um, or versus O'Hara. I mean, I think that's just like his first fight. You know, there's other fights that he does. You know, the, the, his fight against the guards. I'll talk about that next. But uh, you got, um, oh yeah, you got other fight fighters, other fight scenes that I want to talk about. You got this one against O'Hara. I mean, I like to imitate this. I'm seeing a lot. You know, he got some in a stance. You know, they're got um, their wrists together, and then all of a sudden, Bruce Lee catch, just knocks him down. He does that three times. He just he just stands there, looks in his eyes, backhands him. As quick as possible. You don't even see what he's doing. He does it so fast. And then from there. He just really. Wounds up the bull. And you know. Really that's the thing that he really does with this movie. Or does with um, O'Hara. Or Bob Wall. Bob Wall gets so angry that he charges at him. And he like. He just doesn't even think about it. And then Bruce Lee kind of takes him out. It just kills him. 
It's like he like he just like just stomps on him. I don't know if he stomps on his head or stomps on his chest. But you know, you don't see it because you just he as he comes down, you see his um facial expression. And I used to crack up when I see that. It's just not that it's too funny, but you see his face like wow That was like I just got cracking up. Like really. And of course another scene that he does, and of course um he gets he goes into um so he goes in Han's Secrets Lair and then he goes fighting all these guys and you know he's like using his Wing Chun's skills, weapons. It, one thing that I like that I've seen um I think somebody was making like a lightsaber type um uh lightsaber uh make a lightsaber scene out of it, um I had uh, this um weapon scene uh, <laughs> that was funny, yeah. It's like he, they like made lightsabers out of uh the bolt staff he used, uh the screamers and the nunchucks. And that just had me cracking. It's like yes, Bruce Lee with uh, combined with Star Wars, that'd be amazing. Hey, uh, also another scene, of course. Uh, well, yeah, I'll talk about the other scenes. Well, the scenes I disliked um of course um uh, of course roper in the, his from first match is um i didn't like that one you know simply the guy was kicking his butt and of course it takes him to put, give him a shot in the groin just to take him out hey so that was just something else what and then of course that's i think that's one scene i disliked of course uh yeah and here you go you got Mortal Kombat, of course, the scene I did like one th the my number one scene in that movie was Johnny Cage versus Scorpion. That was like well choreographed. You got of course Johnny Cage and Scorpion starting off in like in the middle of the wood or middle of the forest. You got Scorpion throwing his spear at him, just showing him his superpowers. And of course, they go into another scene where they transport into like subterranean country or the nether realm that's what it looked like you know H hd double hockey sticks that's pretty much and that's where they really got their fight scene you know he's like here's my superpowers how you like it now i'm gonna show you my fighting skills as you know you got a wonderful fighting skills between giant cage and uh scorpion and of course another good fight scene you got luke kane and sub-zero I mean, yet, you know, Sub-Zero already displayed his superpowers in the beginning of the movie. And now it's time to show him his real fight skills. You got Liu Kang and Sub-Zero really stooking it out. And pretty much a lot of flips in his movies. You got Sub-Zero, like, doing front flips, like, wall back flips, round off back, back tucks. And, yeah, and then, of course, Liu Kang didn't do, like one one foot move i mean he's just doing like tucks and rolls and then yet he goes into like um then you got sub-zero going into like his super move like i don't know if it was a fatality or anything but yet it kind of turned into fatality when um luke came through that bucket of water into the um his Ice spear, what you would call, or ice dome, you would call it. And then, of course, he got caught by a sickle, a giant sickle that just launched him to the wall, and he froze to death. And then, yeah, the, of course, the scenes. Then, of course, and another, of course, another good scene 
of course, Liu Kang versus Reptile. You know, you got three of these ninjas, and then, of course, Liu Kang gets two of them. Yeah, that was a wonderful scene. I guess the only superpower I would say that, you know, Reptile wasn't always, wasn't the ninja in the movie. He was, like, sort of like a reptilian creature, like a dinosaur. And Liu Kang just throws him into a statue, and he transforms into a ninja. I mean, that's, like, good CGI. Yeah. Of course, yeah, the fight scene gets, and then of course you got Liu Kang kind of developing his superpowers, doing the bicycle kick in the air, and then just launching him out of the door, out of the open way, and then it turns into a statue and breaks, then stomps him to death. Yeah, that's it. Okay, so of course a scene, of course I disliked in that, you know, really Sonya, I could say like. Bridget Wilson did a good job doing like a good fight scene. Or like she does she shows good fighting moves, but her fight against Kano, I felt like it could have been more than just throwing kicks and just strikes. I mean, it could have been more than that. You know, you got somebody that just killed your partner, you know. You would probably use more you would have been like beating the beating the crap out of him. You know, oh yeah, I want to try to watch what I say. You know, I'm I don't want to use foul language in my um podcast. You know, I want to keep it like nice and um nice and clean. You know, you know, I kinda kinda be gotta be careful whatever I say on the air. You know, I have like a lot of people that I know like listening to this. You know, I wanna be careful with that. So Okay, so definitely that's the one scene that I kinda dislike and of course well, not to complain about this scene. You know, I know it's just like a short scene. You got Liu Kang versus Kitana. They show a good fight scene, but, you know, I thought it'd be like Kitana really beating the crap out of him. But yet, she's just giving him secrets to this next match with Sub-Zero. You know, just to help. Well, that'd probably be the best way to really fight somebody, you know. You know, you're not against them. You're just trying to help them win them, win the tournament. Alright, so that's the likes and dislikes of the fight scene. Now, going to the sub-bosses. Yeah, you know, of course, in Mortal Kombat game, you know, you have your sub-bosses. You know, you fight your preliminary matches. Like in the first game, you know, you got you fight individual fights. And then, of course, you got, um, you've got a mirror match. You face yourself. And then, of course, you... After the mirror match, you got endurance rounds. You can face two people at a time. And then from there, after you do the three endurance rounds, you face the sub-boss known as Goro, the muscle. The muscle that stands for, uh, stands in front of the boss. So that's the kind of thing. So well, one thing you got, uh, of course, you got Bolo and Goro in the movie. You got you got Bolo that's in um, Enter the Dragon, you know you got him in like you see him in like certain scenes and then of course it gets to the scene where um, you know three guards fail to do their job to like like uh, protect like uh, the Han's um, palace or should I say their um, yeah their secret place I like to call it, or the their underground um, operation that's what I like to call it yeah. They failed at that task, and then yet they had to prove themselves, and yet they had to go against Bolo, the yeah Bolo Young, the muscle, 
yeah you know definitely yeah i like i like I, no that's like my bucket list i want to meet him it's like for real and of course you got him the muscle and uh, you got these three guys got to prove themselves and yet they failed miserably they got all three of them got killed by um bolo all right so yeah that's the sub boss of um Enter the Dragon, of course, you versus you got the sub boss of Mortal Kombat, Goro, a four arm monster, half human, half dragon. And yet, uh, the thing that I dislike about this one is, um, yeah, the thing I dislike about this one is like they have Goro as a puppet. I guess around this time, around 1995, you know, they had 3D, they, I think they had like 3D um, images. They create 3D images, but they I don't think they had CGI yet. So they didn't make, I'm surprised they didn't make Goro 3D. And he, like, instead of him throwing punches all the time, you know, throwing punches, like, really? You could have thrown, like, kicks or something or just threw the guy all over the place. You know, really, that just, like, took away everything that was all about Goro. In the, in the like, Mortal Kombat um, game, he just, like, pick you up and throw you, like, lift you and just pound your chest. He threw, like, fireballs out of his hands, stomped on you. I mean, I mean, I wish that for the first movie was would have been like that. You know, make an example. And yet, of course... That's like pretty much the dislike about Goro. At least he wasn't just a puppet. Oh, the voice actor too. It's like those who challenge his power becomes his slave. I can't actually do it. I don't even have the voice for it. And of course, yeah, it gets to like the point where the sub bosses end up going against the combatants. You got you got um, Roper versus Bolo. Of course, that became a lengthy fight. You know, compared to the three guards that he faced, that wasn't even lengthy. He just took care of them, like, quickly. And, of course, yeah, of course, you got Bolo and Roper going at it. Lengthy fight. And, of course, it got to the point where um, Roper and the best, getting the best of, uh, well, actually, it was Bolo to getting the best of Roper. And it ends up getting defeated. Because really, out of ingenuity, and of course, you got Johnny Cage going against Goro, thinking that Goro was going to smash him. But uh, yet, he kind of outsmarted him. He goes into a split punch and really punches him in, um, punch um, Goro in the groin. And that really kind of bought, bought him time to kind of lure him into the cliff. And that's where Johnny Cage defeated um, Goro. Surprisingly, he just threw his techniques to him. And just knocks him up. That just kind of almost didn't make sense. I don't know if Goro was still weakened from getting punched in um, the groin. But yeah, he easily, uh, Goro got easily defeated there. But actually, he kind of angered Johnny Cage for breaking his sunglasses. All right, so. <sighs> so that was pretty much it with Johnny Cage. All right, so now the fight to the finish. All right, so Enter the Dragon, you know, you got, after Bolo got defeated, you got Hans, who is the boss of the uh, movie. He sends all his um, his soldiers or his train, trainees, uh, trainees at um, Bruce Lee and um, Roper. 
And of course, yeah, I guess you kind of think of it as a distraction to lure, uh, or it's kind of lure, um, or it's a dis- distraction from with Bruce Lee. And of course, yeah, you got um, Bruce Lee getting to the point where they were they're on a face off, and of course, uh, yet Bruce Lee gets like scratched. Yeah, scratched by one of um, Han's um, prosthesis um, hands or something like a fake hand, basically. It has a claw. Of course, from there, it gets it gets to the point where they go into like his secret place, and he gets like one of the Vega hands. That I guess what I call it. he turns to the Vega. He gets like a bear claw when he starts up, and then he gets like a like a Vega hand. So this is the fight to the finish. No, it's one on one, so nobody else in the interfere. And of course, yeah, Bruce Lee gets a couple scratches, and then it gets the scene where Han goes into like a room where there's like mirrors all over the place, and he gets easily overwhelmed or over, like, like pretty much Han takes over and kind of almost gets Bruce Lee, but also and then it gets to the point where Bruce Lee kind of caught catches Khan's off guards and then kicks him on the other side of the room and then he, he remembers what his sensei was talking about images like destroy the images and you'll defeat your opponent so that's what he did he broke all the mirrors and then it got to the point where he just hits him with a sidekick right through a spear uh, yeah, oof, that was that was definitely one of the crazy scenes you defeat Han. All right, then of course you got the fight to the finish in Mortal Kombat. You got Liu Kang going against Shang Tsung. Of course, they have their little mini fight. Liu Kang gets the best of it, and then it gets to the point where this goes where where Han using a distraction to get away. So yeah, you got Shang Tsung uh, erecting. Yeah, erecting the souls of dead warriors. And of course, they have their fight with Liu Kang. Facing his enemy. And then of course, yeah. Liu, then you see Shang Tsung on top of like a balcony. Yeah, it's like... You know, it would have been nice in the scene if Liu Kang would like... Instead of just walking up the steps, he would have just jumped up there. And it'd be like, says, I'm not afraid of my destiny, sorcerer. Face me. And it gets to there that they, another distraction he uses his brother's brother's um well yeah of course yeah in the beginning of the movie he steals um Chan's soul and he can kind of uses morphs into Chan's morph into Chan's kind of distracts him and of course from there it gets to the point where Liu Kang kind of loses his focus and gets and then Shang Tsung gets the uh, best of the fight. And then from there, Liu Kang really, really Kang really realized that he's the chosen one. He's ready. He's ready to fight. And then of course he gets the best of the fights, really bringing Shang Tsung to his knees almost. And then of course, knocks him into the pit. And that's the finish of the fight. You know, I definitely that of course was the best climax of that movie with Liu Kang. No, compared to the second movie, the climax um. I expected more out of that climax, but definitely the climax of the first movie was that that was the best one. Hey, all right, so definitely 
it's great to be have this versus battle really kind of reminiscent you know i was definitely born during mortal Kombat, but definitely enter dragon i wasn't bored in 1973 but it's real great to actually watch that movie watch a lot of bruce lee movies really get him get him get people well here's how the best way to say this you know the best way to learn martial arts to really learn about martial arts go beyond what you know really go into the past learn about people before bruce lee like of course you learn about Ip man Yes, which I'll talk about in future episodes. Ip Man. Or even talk about before Ip Man. How martial arts was like really popular. Right. Okay, so this concludes my episode of um, the Kickpod Dojo. Alright, so hope everybody is being safe out there. And of course, for those who are listening in or definitely new to this podcast... Definitely tune into my previous episodes on the BICBPRadio.com, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And of course, for those who have been listening, thank you so much for listening out there. Like I said, I don't always get the best episodes, but you know, I always try my best to get the best subjects out there and get the best message of martial arts, true nature of martial arts. And also, I'm also looking for guests that are willing to do a show you know, I'm out there messaging people, really trying to get people to kind of branch themselves out. You know, if you want to get yourself out there and talk about your life, really, really get a touch of me. You know, I'm on YouTube or definitely I'm on um, Facebook, um, Instagram, of course. Yeah, you can really message me from there. And yes, and usually you can message me from the 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 podcast precinct or the BICBP radio um um Facebook page. Alright. So to definitely tune into those episodes and tune into my podcast. And I'll see you next time for another episode. And this is your sensei TJ Williams bow you out. See you later. from the future telling you that your dream is going to come true what no way yeah you're going to have an awesome podcast called let's talk but no politics okay and new episodes come out every sunday on Beyonce.